It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Ming Tsai is the Emmy Award-winning television host and producer of Simply Ming and the James Beard Award-winning chef of Blue Ginger, who's also been named Esquire Chef of the Year. Ming's latest book is titled Simply Ming, One Pot Meals, and he's joining us today on Amy's Table. Welcome. Thank you, Amy. Great to be here. Well, I'm so excited. And, you know, Dayton, having your family having a restaurant there for over 20 years, how much did that impact your future in food? Uh, well, it was huge. Uh, the Mandarin Kitchen, uh, which unfortunately is no longer, uh, and my parents, you know, live in Palo Alto now, suffering out there in California. <laughs> um, it, it 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 did the one thing that if you work in a restaurant at a, as a kid, it gave me the restaurant bug. It, it gave me the bug that if you can do good, solid, consistent food at a good value with a smile, and when I say that, when I say smile, I mean service all the way up and down. You'll get a loyal customer for life, and that that buzz is the restaurant bug, uh, and that has continued until this day. I mean, I love being at Blue Ginger, serving people when they leave. They're like, "That was the best meal of my life," or "What a fantastic meal! Your service is great." Uh, that's why we do it. We get to please people. And you know, it's funny because you bring in service and food at the same time, and really in a dining experience, they're kind of equally important, aren't they? You can't not, have one no, without you know the what? other. Not even. Um, and this is coming from a chef. Service is seventy percent of the experience. You could have the most amazing food, but if you have arrogant service, people yeah. won't come back. Yeah. You could have mediocre food, but if the server and the host was awesome and they're welcoming, you'd be like, you know what? The food was okay, um, but God, they're so nice here. We will go back. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and I'm a chef, so, um, but I'm also a chef owner. And, and this is what I try to instill into, into both front and back of house that um, obviously I don't tell my cooks all the time, doesn't matter what you cook, because it does. <laughs> but if you can give fantastic service and fantastic food, customer for life. Yeah. Well, obviously right now, competing on Iron Chef, you've, you've done TV for so long and, and, you know, restaurants for so long and book tours. You're, you're used to the limelight. But how does it feel to be working under pressure like that? Do you love it? Or is it, you know, is it just like being in the restaurant kitchen? Or is it like, oh, oh. no, 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 no. <laughs> no. The restaurant, no one critiques me in my restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that. There's not, I don't think anyone said anything about my food in my restaurant negatively since I opened it, besides maybe my wife, who has a great house. Uh, no, I mean, look, I mean, I went into this knowing that, um, a couple things, knowing I, I know I'm not perfect, so there's no way I'm going to get accolades or Great dish, great dish, great dish every time. Um, th- th- you're going to have failures. Um, you know, on show two, I almost failed myself out of there. And but but I did it with one goal, which is to have fun, to go in there and combine my two loves, which is competition and food, in a forum that's legit. I yeah. don't always agree with the judges because uh, it's look, it's personal, it's, it's absolutely subjective. Uh, Michael Simon is is a chef, so that was another reason why I did it because I know that at least he'll look at it from a chef point of view. Simon and Donatella, I mean, they, they're very consistent. They have their own palate. I don't necessarily agree with their palates at all times, um, but it's a game. And, yeah. uh, and I did, I did really enjoy the ride. I mean, there's, there was the way they're editing it. There appears to be, appears to be a little bickering back and forth and, and they're doing that to, you know, to make it more interesting. And, yeah. but, but note to everyone listening, it's a reality TV show. So, and everyone's dressed exactly the same the whole time. So they'll take a clip from four days ago of me frowning and add it to a dish after someone said a comment. It's not 
exactly what it appears to be. That's, uh, edit, that's TV. Yeah, that's it's entertainment. That's why everyone as you wears say. the same thing. And I actually screwed them up a little bit unconsciously, subconsciously, because my wife made those headbands. Because I'm a big f- fan of not sweating in your food. It's a, it's, a pers- <laughs> it's a personal thing. But they couldn't take a lot of my clips back and forth because I had different headbands all the time. Oh, see, there you but go. But I didn't know that. I really didn't plan that. But once I did that, I'm like, oh, that's. I'm so glad I did that because otherwise I could really. They could really throw some things in there, yeah. but but at the end of the day, I'm very I'm very happy with Food Network how they've edited. It. I think they really kept to their promise, which was we don't want anyone to look bad. We want everyone to look good, and someone's going to look great. Yeah, and and, uh, and and it was a true competition. I mean, Forgione and Kenora and Caswell, they're good cooks, and and now I can proudly say good friends. Oh, that's very cool. Yep. That's very cool. Well, of course, the book, the latest book, One Simply Ming, One Pot Meals, uh, you kind of keep the home chef in mind that you let our cleanup be easy. And also this all follows your food philosophy. And I love this, that everything should have taste, healthfulness, simplicity, and affordability. And that's really important to the home cook. I mean, you're pushing all the right buttons with us, really. Yeah, yeah You know, it was uh, the 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 goal which I didn't really realize till once it was printed, is to really get people back on cooking mm-hmm. and, and to get families back at the dining room table. Uh, that's something I think we've lost in this country in the last 10, 15 years because we're all so freaking busy with yeah. Twitter and Facebook oh, and emails and true. soccer and karate and ballet and this. And, and it's such media overload. The, the only time that I ever uh, decompress is at a dinner table. And... And I think it's just paramount. So, I mean, I grew up in Dayton, Ohio. 5 p.m., 5, not 5.01. 5 p.m., we sat down, mom, dad, my brother, and I, every single night, and then Fridays at grandparents. And that consistency um, was, you know, part of, part of the reason probably why I'm, I'm so disciplined. But what happened at the dinner table was more paramount, which is we discussed problems, we discussed relationships, we discussed how come you got a B, not an A, because my golden rule as a kid is get straight A's only. That was their rule, not my rule. <laughs> uh, I didn't follow that rule, by the way. And, um, you know, just all issues came up and were solved there, as yeah. opposed to, you know, God, parents email their kids now where there's an issue. You know, you didn't take out the, that should be discussed in person. And so the idea was if you can get a cookbook that, Actually, the worst thing is after you make a great meal, you look at your kitchen, it's a mess of seven pans, and it's a complete battle zone. You're going to be demotivated to try another recipe out of that same book. Right. And so using one pot, one wok, or one saute pan, or one roasting pan, uh, it has to be delicious first. And once it, once you know you can make tasty food easily, know that it's going to be even healthier than maybe some other recipes out there. Um, and, and at the end of the day, affordable. Um, you know, I'm, That's it. I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's a slam I mean, dunk, it's like, it? yeah, it's, it's the right formula. It's been well for... received. And, you know, look, I love, I love being back in Dayton and Cincinnati. I mean, this is my home turf and, and I get it that it's kind of big fish, small pond, but you know, I was just came from New York and did book signings there and, uh, and I love New Yorkers, right? Uh, although the Yankees suck. Can I say that? <laughs> Can I say that on radio? Yes. I said Yankees suck. Um, cause they do, they know it. Um, but, um, the attitude is so different. You know, I mean, yeah. I love the Midwest. I mean, Chicago has the same attitude. This welcoming and yep. thanks for coming here and, yep. and making a trip here. And uh, it's just, it's so much different than, I mean, New York, they're they're so privileged. And they're like, plus I'm like one of 50 chefs. So it's like no big deal. I have a book signing. And, 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 and I'm, again, I'm not trying to trash 
New York, but the Yankees just suck. But, um, uh, but I love what goes on in the Midwest. Yeah. You know, if I was ever going to open another restaurant, it would be somewhere in the Midwest because it, it, I would be more appreciated than anywhere else probably in the world. Oh, that would be good. Do it in Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's, that's one of Let's 50 Let's start places. that rumor. <laughs> well, how does the home cook, though? You know, you sometimes go to somebody's house and maybe they're a, a home cook without a lot of creativity. I'm mm-hmm. being tactful now. Yep. And, you know, how can they add taste? I mean, what are some flavor boosters that are that are sort of chef's secrets for a home cook? You know, the um, of course, everyone knows about salt, pepper, and, and uh, you can't overlook that because properly seasoned protein is, does make or break a dish. Um, I'm a big fan of acid. I'm not grateful dead. <laughs> I'm talking about lemon juice, lime juice, vinegar, yeah. uh, passion fruit. Uh, and by adding that is, um, and you'll see in quite often, there's a, even like in the beef curry dish, there's a, a, a serve with a wedge of lemon. And when you add acid like that to a dish, you can add, actually add less sodium, which is good for your health. Um, but it, it, and heightens, it, 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 it enhances and heightens the flavor of, of what you're putting the lemon on. And, uh, I think that's a trick that a lot of us chefs use. It's very Asian technique. I mean, limes are used like crazy in Thailand and, and in, in Chinese cuisine, not so much lime juice, but vinegar. Um, and you'll see that all over the book. So just a splash. Well, I know actually there is a photo in the book of you squeezing lime on to finish a dish. And yeah. I thought to myself, that makes all the difference. And sometimes people will see that and be like, oh, I don't have a lime. No big deal. But you know what? You're missing. Yeah, no, it makes you're difference. missing the final note. You're missing yep. the parent or the exclamation point, yep. you know, but uh, and, and I like the idea of the vinegar, too. Well, healthier. Now, it seems like we're all as a culture being more concerned about healthier dishes, but a lot of favorite dishes aren't quite so healthy. Some tips to, to, yeah. I mean, again, I, I'm not a diet chef, never was, never will be. Um, and I never counted calories. I've never, I, I don't have no idea what the calories are, but, but based on the reverse pyramid, which is what Dr. Walter Willard at Harvard has come up with recently. And I'm on their uh, nutritional right. round table. Yes. Um, there's look. There's a great combination of of carbohydrates, and if you can go multigrain, I mean, I even use brown rice, white rice combo for that reason. Um, plus, I think brown rice has a good flavor. 100% is a little too strong, so I do 50-50. But between grains, which is carbohydrates, veg, and protein, th- there's a good balance there. And you can't. I mean, look, it's natural and common sense. If you're going to eat an 18 ounce ribeye twice a week, probably not a good idea. And the person doing that, you know that. Uh, an 18 ounce ribeye could feed a family of 10 in China, by the way, and it would be even better because it would spread the flavor. And, and point being is you have to think about not necessarily the recipe you're eating, but moderation. I mean, even the duck, it's a braised duck dish. It's delicious. Mm, it all the so fat, good. all the fat is cooked away, but you can't have that every day. You, right. you need to balance it out. And, um, I really do think for the record that whoever came up with supersize, be shot. I agree, actually. I mean, come on. The French fries <laughs> at McDonald's used to be like this and Wendy's, and now they're this big. So now people think that that's small. I mean, that's ridiculous. And the constant refills <clears throat> on the sodas oh that God, are like, the you know. Gulps, you I know. Me? 64 ounces of Coke or Sprite or Pepsi, whatever. You're, you're killing yourself. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be diabetic within 10 years. It's yeah. just, it's crazy what people think is, is good or it's okay to drink a whole bottle of Coke a day. It's not okay. Drink water. Well, you know, you bring up the 18-ounce ribeye, and it's not good for you and could feed a, a whole family or, you know, a whole table full when properly prepared. And But do you think that's also how you lead to affordability? I mean, these healthier ingredients, more veg, more grains, less beef, less less protein, should I say, 
It is more yeah, affordable absolutely. by nature, uh, well, no, isn't for it? For the record, to all the beef producers out there, I love ribeye. Oh, and, and, I do and, too. And I eat about once a month or twice a month, I'll eat one. So I'm not poo-pooing beef. I love beef. But you, you make a great point, Amy. The, uh, the cuts of meat in this book are what I call lesser cuts. So short rib or lamb shank or chicken thigh. And now there's new research through angiogenesis. And I encourage everyone listening, go to ted.com, which is a great lecture website. Search a doctor named Dr. William Lee, L-I, and you can learn about angiogenesis. It can change your life. You can become healthy through food. It's amazing stuff. Well, you know that every recipe in Simply Ming one-pot meals is going to follow Ming's uh, philosophy of taste, healthfulness, simplicity, affordability, easy cleanup, and it's it's all good stuff. Well, Ming Sai, thank you so much for joining us on Amy's Table. We'll put all your information and Ming's mom's famous vinegared shrimp on amystable.com. Thank you so much. Thanks, David. Thanks for having me. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102.